Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so do the intro. Are you do the intro? <laughs> Yeah, we need, we need an intro though. I don't, I don't, I don't have like an intro. Oh mate. man, my uh, first instinct was okay. like the McDonald's jingle, and I'm like, that will definitely get us sued. <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, no, okay. nothing copyrighted, please. I don't want this taken down. Um, I think it should be something like, um, this is good. <laughs> scary talk, scary talk. Ready to get scared, bitch? Okay, a little um, bit spider pig. I, 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 I don't, I don't know about that, but <laughs> it, it has potential. Um, hello, my name is Andre, and this is who's this? Oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> this is Shannon. Um, I am, and okay, we need to you need to restart this. I'm stupid. <laughs> How? No, okay. I don't. <laughs> what are we going. supposed we're, to say? Do keeping... we have qualifications? <laughs> I mean, um, you're a friend of mine, a great friend. Okay. Um, that qualifies you for something. So we're two friends who are really people, interested so. in really scary things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's be serious. We're, we're, we're two people. Hello to the one person that's listening. We are um, two friends who are really into the esoteric and the obscure, and we always talk about it, and we decided, hey, why not make a podcast of it? Because everyone's doing it. We should do it. Um, and so here we are. Today, we are... My name is Andre, by the way, and my lovely co-host name is... Shannon. Shannon. And today, we are going to talk to you about exorcisms. Um Yes, demons. We're, we're going in deep from the get-go. We're not playing around. We're starting off with demons. Yeah, you know, like, um, sometimes you just got to do it, you know, summon Satan, get a little dirty. Exactly. So, okay. So, first off, Shannon, what's your stance on exorcisms? On exorcisms. Do you believe in Okay, well, asking the serious questions. Exorcism, I was actually raised Catholic, Roman Catholic. I did all the classes. I did my little baptism, you know, all that stuff. And I, I don't know. I think that my firm answer is probably no. And the reason for that is that I don't want to believe that demons are real. You know, just thinking aside from the rational thing, I think that if they were real, man, that would fucking suck. <laughs> that would be awful. Are we allowed to cuss on here? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that would that would be horrible. And so I am definitely more of a skeptic, I think, in this pair. However, with that being said, I am open. I'm always open to figuring out, like, you know, maybe it is real. Maybe there is something to this. Or if there is something that can't be explained, then... I don't think that should be ignored at all. So I think exorcisms is one of those things where it's like, for the most part, no. But I think that there are some situations that warrant more investigation. Okay, so you're open-minded, let's say. Yeah. Okay, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from because we both researched this um, topic that I suggested, the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. And I, I remember telling you earlier today, hey, the more I'm reading up on this, the more I think, like, maybe not. <laughs> like, yeah. like, maybe we shouldn't cover the topic because I don't think that it's real. But then I read some more stuff and I think that this is just a bad apple kind of case where this girl was not possessed. She had a mental illness, but the priest or the family did not see that. And they just went this route and the girl ended up dead. But I do think that there are people who are actually, who actually have been possessed. Yeah. 
Um, I guess my question then would be like, if you do believe like there is such a thing as a real possession, what would that look like and how would that differ from Annalise? Well, some of the cases that I read, the people were reported to have levitated or to have spoken like perfect Latin. Um, I mean, levitation really is the main one. Of course, this isn't recorded, but the testimonies, like the testimonials of these cases who ha- who have allegedly been real, which have allegedly been real, um, in in these cases, people have levitated. Yeah. Um, and that's a biggie. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you're floating. Yeah, if you're floating, it's like it's either um, demons or aliens. And I mean, honestly, I'm really open minded where I would say maybe it was maybe it was witchcraft. We don't know. You know, it could have been anything. Could have been some shrooms. Yeah, but if it was witchcraft, wouldn't it still be Satan and whatnot since witches? I mean, yeah, you know. you're probably right. We could probably save that for a witchcraft episode, though. <laughs> okay. So, um, I funny enough i still want to talk about annalise michelle because i think it's i don't know even though it's not um well i don't think it's a real case anymore i did because all i knew about it was the sensation the sensationalized version that was for example in the um the exorcism of emily rose the movie was an adaptation of this basically so that's what i knew about it but now actually reading like wikipedia page i'm like ah never mind um but I still think it's interesting to talk about it. We should still look at it kind of a, to know what an exorcism is not or like what a possession is not. Um, and, and I have highlighted things that to me were very clear indicators that this was not that. Um, and then if we don't see that in further cases, we know, oh, well, then maybe this one is a real possession, whereas the Annalise Michelle one is not. Um, so first thing. This girl, um, she was diagnosed with um, epileptic psychosis. So she was diagnosed with this when she was little. She experienced a seizure. Um, when was it? She was young. But the point is that she experienced seizures. She had convulsed. And so clearly there was already something going on. Like a seizure and kind of a a... Um, a, a, a sign of possession are, are things that look very similar. Like if you've ever seen those exorcism scenes in movies where people are like tied to a bed and they move like frantically. Um, I don't know. Someone, I guess, could mistake a seizure for that. Right. Especially if the person, if, if the girl also is saying, also, by the way, I'm possessed, yeah. which is what she was saying. Like, obviously, I, I just think that this whole thing is, Annalise Michelle, she, um, she, let everyone to believe that i mean almost unwillingly mm-hmm. let everyone to believe that she was possessed and it's really, yeah i think really that's the other thing that's kind of important about talking about annalise in comparison to exorcism is that even though like she wasn't possessed by a demon it, it goes a long way to show that if you were raised really really religious if you're surrounded in this household of super religious like parents and stuff and you're experiencing things that you can't explain like mental illness and especially like i guess she had schizophrenic like symptoms but not necessarily schizophrenia at least not diagnosed of what i'm aware of like it's it makes sense that she would be like well obviously this is a demon like my parents told me this is real. Like, I believe in hell. I believe in Satan. There's a demon inside me. And so, like, if you're right into that belief, it, you can get carried away. And I think that that could happen with, I don't know, a lot of exorcism cases, you know, not to say that they're all fake, but I think it could definitely make things worse and worsen the issue. Yes. But the thing here is, which, which is really funny, is that um, 
Annalise, and I have it like circled in my article because I thought it was, it left me shook. It said um, that at one point, this, okay, so for those of you who don't know, in case you can't Google it, Annalise Michelle is this girl. She lived in the 70s. She, she is a big, she, she was part of a big exorcism case um, in the 70s. She is the inspiration for this 2005 or 6 movie called The Exorcism of Emily Rose and she was also part of why exorcisms became so sensationalized at the time um, like mid-70s, early to mid-70s um, because a lot of these exorcism cases were getting a lot of attention and she was one of those. She was huge because she got like, I don't know, 60 something exorcisms in the span of a couple of years and she died um and it was like a big deal it was a big court case um it was a big negligence court case so that's who this person is that's who we're talking about um what i was gonna say was that um something that i found really shocking was that at one point this girl um actually requested her parents that they rely solely on the exorcism rights and that they stop the um like medical interventions that she was having because she was at, at one point it's somewhere in here. At one point, she was still having um, psychiatric treatment, but she asked her parents yeah. to stop it. So she did that. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, like you said, she was probably really influenced by growing up in the kind of household that she did, a very religious household. She probably, I mean, the way I see it is this is a case of a girl who grew up super religious, like all these imagery and all this like religious knowledge is the only like it's one of the only things that surrounded her and when something bad happened in her life like the start of a mental illness or like her seizures got really bad she she kind of put that on oh my god I'm possessed and the fact that I don't know there wasn't a lot of people telling her that she was not probably reinforced that belief in her um plus the fact that at one point that started the they like the church agreed to um to have priests perform exorcism rites on her like once that started her belief probably wasn't squandered but rather she was like like, like that was reinforced in her head that she was possessed yeah i think it's also worth noting that the first time her family asked the priest they declined for some reason i don't know why but eventually they did get approval and that's when the exorcism started and when she ended up dying it says that she had 67 exorcism sessions yes yeah <laughs> which is great that's insane um she this is I, I don't know i'm just gonna say it because it's interesting to me but it's super gruesome she weighed 68 pounds when she died and this was a oh, woman in yeah. her 20s um it, it was crazy and it says here that she um when she died she had uh, broken knees due to continuous genuflections. So basically, she would um, fall to her knees a lot to like the praying position, uh, like the kneeling position um, during the during the rites, and so she eventually like bust her kneecaps, uh, which is kind of gruesome. Um, oh my god! Okay, here's what I think we should do. I this is okay, and 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 um, so this is a horrible case, and. Basically, to wrap it up, the girl died after 67 exorcism rites over, like, one and a half or two years or something. And um, the parents and the priests who performed the rites were eventually taken to court, like, two years after her death um, for negligence. Um, they were found guilty 
and given like three years of prison or something, but it was turned into probation instead. And uh, I mean, we can talk about, you know, the different points that would. Because, I mean, one that I definitely was kind of freaked out by is that she would eat coal, eat insects, and drink her own urine. And I guess she, like, stripped down, like, naked and would, like, squat down and, like, pee in random places and, like, go completely insane. And I'm like, you know, like, mental. there's mental illness and there's just, like, oh my god, like, wow, antipsychotics, you know, like, that's not normal behavior. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could just be very advanced mental illness. Like I read that, and I was like, "That could be a thing." Like someone could drink their own urine. Like Bear Grylls does it. <laughs> That's um, a good point. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like I really wanted to, you know, just for the sake of the of this, basically for the sake of the episode and whatnot. I really wanted to find an angle where I was like, maybe this could have been real. But the damn, the damning stuff that I read was so damning that I was like, man, this really does just sound like. This girl had a mental illness. She didn't know how to treat it. She influenced her parents. The parents, you know, let themselves be influenced. I'm sure they, like, they're not fully to blame since, like, if this person's telling you constantly, mm-hmm. I'm possessed, I'm possessed, you're eventually going to believe it. Um, and then, you know, the priests, obviously they believed it. And so a tragedy happened and that's the end of it. Like, I just, I don't see much beyond that. Um, now... Okay, one thing, though. Um, The article that I read said that um, years later, a fire broke out in the house where the girl used to live. Now it's kind of creepy. Because people are like, "Okay, oh, that was because of the exorcism rights. But it was in 2013. It was, like, way later. So that seems kind of disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, that one's um, a little flimsy. So this podcast isn't very scary so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not scary. We need to oh. up the scare factor <laughs> somehow. You can add sound effects of like someone like... <sighs> um, maybe we should, you know what I'm saying? We should, Heavy breathing. We should change the, the podcast title to Psych Talk. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely getting way more yeah. psychological. Who dumbasses who don't know anything about psychology pretending that they do and talking about scary stuff. And, and right. like... <laughs> if we talk slower and more quiet and like try to create tension, I'm sure people will be terrified. Okay, so. Peanut butter. Um, <laughs> we should do ASMR. That's big right now. Big money. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> okay, so I, I do have some cases here that um, are more terrifying because these are allegedly well i mean not even allegedly they just seem more real but of course they're less they're less i mean uh, yeah. investigated you know yeah oh look at me a skeptic never thought it of myself oh i know um, okay so first one is this girl who i did do a little bit of research on her name is clara germana seal and i think i, I sent you this yes um she was the first one in this article. Um, and long story short, this girl was um, a South African girl. And in the uh, early 20th century, it was in yeah, 1906, she was said to be possessed by a demon. And one of the nuns that was, what is it? Um, 
So she was she was put away in a convent, and one of the nuns that was there reported that quote unquote, no animal had ever made such sounds. Neither the lions of East Africa nor the angry bulls. At times, it sounded like a veritable herd of wild beasts orchestrated by Satan had formed a hellish choir. So, <laughs> very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of noises was she making? I, I, I guess like animal noises. She was mooing. A wild <laughs> beast. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the thing that caught my eye. Uh, this case, in in this case, the girl, according to some, was um, was was allegedly levitating, uh, five feet in the air, uh, sometimes vertically, sometimes horizontally. Um, okay, so five feet—that's like so, a lot. That's that's the size of an average, you know. Yeah. I don't know, teenage girl. So that's, she's levitating pretty yes. high. Yeah. So that's hard to. I mean, they're either straight up lying, or straight up not. Like it's it's hard yeah. to misconstrue that as anything else like someone's five feet in the air mm-hmm. you know they're not two inches in the air like you could like be like oh it's a trick of the eye or something um yeah and and of course a lot of these because the especially if they're all exorcisms there's no footage so a lot of these just uh, they're contingent i mean whether you believe on it or not is contingent upon whether you believe the testimonials of these people but right. um you know me <laughs> i believe anything <laughs> i mean <laughs> Uh, not anything, you know, rest in peace, Annalise, but um, I am making this fucking podcast for a reason, <laughs> which is like, I need to let out all these things that I um, I believe in that they're so crazy and see if there's any more crazy out there that I can connect with. So um, I I'm siding with this nun. You know, I believe this nun saw this. I believe she was terrified. And so she wrote about it. All right. We're um, supporting the nun. Yeah, if you want to call me an exorcism shell, that's fine. Come for me. I mean, um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and it, it, I mean, Clara definitely has a lot of the symptomatic, I guess would be the wrong word. She has the telltale signs of like a demonic possession, like clairvoyance, knowing things about people that she couldn't possibly know about, speaking languages that she couldn't have possibly mm-hmm. learned somehow. Like you said, she was from Africa. So it says she was yes. speaking Polish, German, French. I mean, I guess French would be possible, right? But yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how she would hear Polish. Yeah, and also maybe she went, maybe she went to like a fancy school and learned a lot of languages. But it just seems unlikely. Um, however, um, there is this um, article that I read about a, a priest. His name is Doctor Richard Gallagher. Um, the movie The Right with Anthony Hopkins is actually based on his work. He's like a very famous American exorcist. And um, the article, long story short, it said that um, he had once like met this woman who was apparently possessed and um, she knew things about him that no one else knew, like very deep secrets, like the fact that his mother had died from ovarian cancer and she spoke Latin. But what the article argued was, well, what if what this woman did and ergo what if what clara the little girl did was a cold reading which is what like tv psychics do basically all psychics because i don't believe in psychics yeah um which is interesting you don't believe in psychics (laughs) no (laughs) i know it's kind of of stupid um but i don't know in my head it makes sense um so long story short um the article argues that this 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 
priest, um, Dr. Richard Gallagher, when he met this woman uh, who was possessed, and the, the way she was able to like notice the fact that the doctor's mom died of ovarian cancer was because she did a cold reading. Now, I don't know where she learned to do her cold readings, but the cold readings that I see on TV are never this good. Like, that would be a really good guess. Um, because... She, you know, psychics will be like, oh, has there been a death in your family? And the person will be like, oh, my God, do you mean my sister who died on a car accident? Yes. And that way, you know, you make yourself believe that the psychic actually is psychic. But, um, yeah. but like, th- it was the woman who guessed that the mom had died of ovarian cancer. Like, that's She specifically a- said ovarian yeah, cancer? Yeah, like, that's, I mean, it doesn't say that she specifically said that, but I, I just doubt the doctor would have fallen for that right. told her right. told her himself that it was ovarian cancer and then claim that the woman was able to do that like obviously he would have been able to realize oh no she knew that because i told her that um and in the article he's like nope she knew that so i'm guessing she did say those words specifically um and that's freaky like how did she know that if that's a cool reading then that's a really good guess and it's just really unlikely um and the fact that she was talking Latin, that was also spooky. Now, the thing about Latin and the foreign languages, um, well, spe- specifically Latin, a lot of these exorcisms, um, the victims speak Latin at some point. Uh, this article, um, this Dr. Richard Gallagher article, uh, it says that it could just be that the victims, well, one, that the victims want attention. So by getting an exorcism, somehow they're getting attention. And two, that while they're like the rites are going on, um, they they speak some Latin because they they've memorized some Latin phrases or something. But they don't really know it. Which I guess is possible, but that means that all of them are liars. That all the people who are getting exercised are liars and they're just doing it for attention. And to me, it's kind of a statistical thing. Like if there's been so many exorcisms what are the chances that all of them are lies i don't know i feel like even one out of a hundred would be real or one out of every thousand would be real and that would mean that demons do exist even if it's very rare you know (laughs) uh i'm the skeptic over here so i'm gonna say well maybe not even one out of a hundred maybe none of them maybe it's i think like if you are mentally ill and you're suffering from something you would probably be very grateful to be like it's not my fault and possessed by a demon because that takes the responsibility off of you you don't have to change as a person it's out of your hands now you know and so even if you know they could convince themselves it's true and then continue on to this charade whether it is or isn't especially if you're already having seizures and stuff you probably you know that's the psychological but i mean i see what you're saying you know i mean yeah yeah i guess but like, I'll reiterate what I'm saying with another example. Like, it's the same with UFOs. The way that I see it is, which I, the way that I see it is, oh, well, even if just one out of every hundred cases is real, that still means it's real. But I can see how you can invert it and be like, well, actually not, not invert it, but I could see how someone could say, well, if it's possible that only one out of 100 is real, how impossible would it be that one out of every 100 uh, or sorry, that all 100 are not real, or that all 1,000 are not real, that all of them are not real. 
Um, I mean, I totally believe in aliens. We're just, we're jumping on that train. We're going, we're going to outer space. <laughs> <laughs> we're not moving there quite yet. Um, uh, uh, oh, that's next Take episode. Take me, beam me yeah. up. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I see that. Um, okay. Now here's the thing. We have, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to jump into 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 this topic into a different topic because I still think it's somewhat related and it, the, the 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 overarching theme is like demons and basically do they exist like exorcisms are are like possession is one way they manifest but you know if that's not it basically um so what I was going to say is you've talked to me before about witchcraft and how it scares you and you're spooked and how it was like a big thing back then that you studied, you studied it some and um, not witchcraft, but you studied about it. <laughs> like about the fact that yeah, it was a thing. Jen that. is not a witch, everyone. <laughs> um, but um, so do you think that, I mean, first, well, you said that you're not very religious, right? So do you think it's real. Like, do you think these women actually worship Satan? Do you think Satan Ooh, this is, is a long topic? I mean... Okay. Um, well, I guess the first thing I want to say is, you know, we're going with full openness and we're going with full, we're just keeping our eyes peeled. We're not really thinking too much about what we believe. We're just talking. And so I think that for this podcast, I think we should talk about stuff through a religious scope, even though I'm not super religious, because I think that those values and the Bible actually inform a lot of this, especially demons and witchcraft a little bit. And so I, I <laughs> yeah, I think that we should think about all these things in many different points of views. And for witchcraft, especially, I would say it's a, it's a slippery slope for me because I did, I studied it for 10 weeks at my university, California Riverside. And that was interesting because I was expecting the class to be not what it was. <laughs> and what it was was historical and it was terrifying and it was really interesting. And I feel like it is kind of a hard topic to talk about because these witchcraft trials and like the murdering of all these women, they happened in the United States, they happened in Europe, they happened in all types of places. And I don't think that all those women were guilty. So like, I don't, and there were men too, like uh, uh, probably about 50% were men, witches accused. And so I don't think that they were all practicing witches. I think they were accused for other reasons, you know, maybe they're mentally ill, maybe they were old and people didn't like them. And that's something that we learned too. And that's something to think about when we're talking about this. But what I found interesting is <clears throat> wow, I'm running out of breath. Wow. Okay. <laughs> really passionate about this. <laughs> so what I found interesting about it is even though there were, like you're saying, there were uh, maybe like a hundred cases to look at. And I'm specifically talking about Eastern Europe when I'm talking about witchcraft. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe a hundred of them were not real. You know, they were just women who the neighbors didn't like them. Maybe they didn't water their grass or something you know like the modern equivalent of like having something really obnoxious at the end of the cul-de-sac all your neighbors hate you so they accuse you of witchcraft um but mm -hmm. there would be some where it's like they would confess to the crime right they would admit to be witches and that wasn't uncommon during that time either because if everyone thinks you're a witch and you have to confess in order to end the torture you're going to confess anyway but what I found what I found interesting was that the women who confessed like super quickly 
uh, were also the women who had admitted to having packs with Satan. Um, mm. <laughs> maybe you could talk for a minute, so I, I need to recharge. <laughs> I mean, well, no, actually, I want like, what do you, what do you think that means? Like, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm saying, okay, so let's say one in a hundred, she said, okay, I confess I was a witch. I sold my soul to Satan. Um, so that's the one woman who actually says like, and she doesn't really, she doesn't feel remorse about it. You know, there would be that one woman. And these were the cases where oftentimes it would be unexplainable. Um, and this is all taking place in like the 1600s, 1700s, some even earlier than that. And so the records are in old English, you know, they're done by like random city criers you know and so we don't have a lot of records on it but what we do have is the obituaries and we have the convictions of the woman and the ones that were unsolved would be weird things like oh, i wish i'd brought my witchcraft book <laughs> like let's say this woman she this is just an example this isn't one that actually happened it's best of my memory but this woman is accused of killing this man her neighbor and they can't figure out how she did it, mm-hmm. um, but they're sure that she did. Uh, and so she, when they arrest her, she's in interrogations. And she says, well, I made a deal with the devil. Uh, and oftentimes it would be in like a spirit form of an animal. So like demons in these times with witchcraft, they were accused of taking the form of familiars, which would be just strange creatures, um, dogs, cats, rats, even, um, they're always drawn to be really strange and weird looking. So they're not normal or they'd be like black. And the, the animal would claim to be, you know, either a demon or would claim to be Satan. It would say, I can help you with whatever problem in your life. I can give you this or that, but I want your soul or whatever. And so if the witch agreed to, you know, become a witch and then he would take care of her problems, then the familiar would um, suckle, (laughs) suckle is the appropriate term. It would bite into her skin and feed off of her for probably, you know, days, whatever. And so that was one of the ways they would try and find out if a woman was a witch was looking on her body for peculiar markings. And so that was like the devil's pact with the devil, you know, like once that that happened, she was theirs and he would do whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I think that when we talk about unexplained stuff, like, I think what creeps me out about it is that they truly believe that it did, or at least they were saying these things to scare the people who were interrogating them, which I guess if you're about to be hung anyway, that makes sense. Like, you would just be like, well, may as well have one last laugh and say that this is why I did it, you know? And it's it's scary, you know, to think, like, this strange demon creature offers you stuff in exchange for your soul you know like that's scary and then they can't prove how this person died and oftentimes they could which is why when they couldn't it was like extra weird because there was one case where they easily proved like oh this person was poisoned like this plant you know like that's a regular murder there's no witchcraft involved there's no satan involved in that but those weren't in <clears throat> those weren't in like concert with 
deals with Satan. So it's, it's like it either wasn't a deal with Satan and they knew how the person did it exactly. Like, oh, they fucking hit them over the head with a rock. Or it was with Satan and they couldn't prove it. Which is, I mean, I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I think that it's, it's I, I'm more... I'm more bound to believe that there's a possibility when it is in this old time where we can't prove it because the records don't show it, you know, and because I do think that if there were demons or something, then they wouldn't exist in our time as we know it because that'd be really hard. Like, we have recording devices, we have all this stuff that makes it way more difficult, you know? Way more difficult for what the demons do hide. For the demons to hide, for the demons to, like, do anything, like, I just feel like it's, it'd be hard being a demon in this day but and I age. I don't know that the demons are trying to hide. I mean, think of exorcisms. Clearly, they're showing themselves, and they don't care. And, you know, if you do... Yeah, but do we have, like, because, like you said, we don't have any recordings of people levitating, you know, so obviously they aren't showing it for that. I mean, yeah, but we do have the testimonials of people who seem trustworthy, and also we have we do have voice recordings from people who are or have been allegedly possessed and some of those voices are really peculiar but yeah i mean the proof i mean but but then think about this like the proof for anything paranormal usually is very bad and that's why it's paranormal i think that's why it never it never because paranormal is basically synonym with like crazy or conspiracy theory and the reason why those things stay that way are because the proof is never very tangible but Sometimes I feel like that's not really anyone's fault. Like the fact that these things don't exist in the normal realm of things means that they're really hard to capture. Right. So no wonder our evidence is so bad. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like I wouldn't discredit it just because the evidence is there. But then again, like obviously I wouldn't discredit it because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about scary stuff. And if we we're talking about it, it's because to some extent we believe in it we believe in it in regardless of the lack of quote-unquote good evidence so i mean you yeah. know like look at us is what i'm saying basically yeah and i do think like another thing is just because we haven't proved it doesn't mean we won't and i think maybe that's just one of those things where it's like all science you know we didn't know of until we did you know so maybe they're there is a way to see these things or to at least measure these things and we exactly. just haven't found yeah, it yet. That's what I think. I mean, I think that things like EMF... EMF... Uh, no, that's electromagnetic frequency. <laughs> uh, I was gonna yeah. say, what are those things called? Those those things that catch... Um, is it EVF? Things that catch um, like ghosts talking? Um, there's an oh, acronym for that. But know. those kinds of devices, I think there's like specifically made to um, capture some uh, kind of frequency that like, you wouldn't be able to hear otherwise. So I think that that's, I mean, if they do work and they are real, then that technology is in, in the right direction is what I'm trying to say. Um, or what is, is there like a type of ghost camera? Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Never mind. Well, the recording devices, <laughs> the voice recording devices are, are good. Um <laughs> interesting okay so your stance on which is kind of like your stance on this whole thing which is <laughs> uh, which is understandable i mean partly i think right. it's understandable because <laughs> i don't know that you'd want to spook yourself too much by believing this 100 percent, because then that means that you have to grapple with the the idea that oh man like 
what if there's a demon here? What if I ever get possessed? Or, oh my god, am I doing something wrong? Like, is there going to be one around the corner? Which could possibly be why we, we don't give ourselves completely to this idea. It could just be out of fear. I mean, I don't think it is. But um, I think that it's because you are more of a skeptic and you have good reason to be. You have, you know, like a lot of logic on your side. But you never know. It could just be that, like, deep down your subconscious is like, no, I can't believe in witches. Because if I do, I'm going to have to accept the fact that, like, I could get possessed or a goat could talk to me one day. Um, <laughs> um, which I think is the case with a lot of these things. Like, I remember... Um, I'm not trying to jump into another topic, just a quick tangent, but I remember um, when I first got into the esoteric, when I was fairly young, I'm 21 now, I was probably, I don't know, 12, 11, like really my whole life I've been into this kind of stuff, uh, maybe even younger than that. Um, I remember thinking like, oh my god, aliens are real, and I still think that, obviously, but um, obviously, <laughs> um, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. oh, they're real, but then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh my god, well then if they're real, like, fuck, are they watching me, are they like gonna be outside my window if I open it, like, it was scary, and since that never yeah. happened, now I'm like, no, it's fine, and you can keep believing in it, and like, it's fine, because I think it's fine, because nothing has happened, and I doubt anything's gonna happen, but that doesn't mean that, like, mm -hmm. all the fear goes away. Because even though nothing has happened and I doubt anything will happen because nothing has, the fact that I do believe in aliens, for example, means that I do believe that the people who get abducted, they actually do get abducted. And that means that I could get abducted. I'm just like everyone else. And that's a scary thought. Um, so, I don't know. End of tangent. Anyway. Back to witches. Did you ever see the witch? <laughs> it was I good. did. I love when that the goat movie. talks. It's really good. <laughs> really accurate too. Yeah, Black yeah, Phillip the goat. <laughs> um, that was good. Okay, what do you what do you say? It's accurate. Uh, well, I mean, what's not accurate is that for some reason this took place in the U.S. in the movie, which wouldn't really be accurate. But uh, it's accurate because the way Tan or Thomason, yeah, the main character is accused is very much how a lot of them are accused where she made a joke about being a witch and then everyone took her super seriously <laughs> and they just were like, well, shit, you must be the witch then and they just wouldn't believe her and so what ended up happening was she became a witch and that's like, if you're gonna say I am, well, maybe I am, that sort of thing. That happened constantly during that time and the other thing is um, a lot of the things that occurred in that film, like with her brother being possessed i guess with like illness like that was one of the ways the demons would kill for witches is by infecting someone with illness that wasn't explainable which kind of comes off as possession you know convulsions and speaking weird wait are you saying that if a demon wanted to like get a witch that they would possess one of their f family members not necessarily get a witch, but like a witch could ask a demon to possess oh, someone. So this, would, you know? this would like lend credence to the idea in the movie that she actually was a witch. Yeah, I mean, in this case, I don't think she was until the end. But yeah, I, yeah, but I mean, yeah, like in general, like the parents clearly like must have thought that, and they did actually. Yeah, I mean, it, the witch and the demon are technically partners. I mean, as as much as you can be partners with something that's infinitely more powerful than you, you know, you don't actually have a say, but you you think you do. And so, you know, the demon would kill for them and all this other stuff. And it is mostly just for that. 
extra soul in hell and to cause mayhem, you know, and... Uh, but yeah, that's one of the ways it was accurate. The, the stealing and killing of babies, that was that's like common folklore with witches. and Spooky. Do you think that... Um, do you, Okay. I, I mean, you said... I don't know about witches, basically. Like, long story short, meh. Like, I don't know, but it could be. Okay, well, what about self-proclaimed witches today? Because witchcraft today is very different. One, it's acceptable among, like, the... I use crystals for healing community, basically. Don't come for me, crystal community. <laughs> um, Are you talking... I am a proud member of the crystal community. Do not come for us. I have plenty of crystals. Um, <laughs> are you are you talking about Wiccans? Or yeah, I'm talking witchcraft? about Wiccans, but wait, do you actually, like, use crystals for healing? Um, Sometimes I meditate with them because, genuinely, like, it's really difficult to meditate, so you need something to focus on. Okay. And, like, honestly, you could be holding a sock, and, like, you could be focusing on the sock. But okay. just because of them is, like, so pretty, it's, like, may as well. Like, I feel like that's a little different because I like the sight of a crystal and, like, the idea of it is cute. Um, And I think that what you're doing with it is like close to that but i'm talking about the kind of people who are like okay lay down now i'm going to place crystals on your body or like hover them above you and you're gonna be like healed of your ailment <laughs> okay i think that's kind of like too much i've done that to um, riley one time but that was not actually about healing it was just because we wanted to see what would happen <laughs> that's kind of scary but something like did happen i mean it um, would have been something good we weren't casting a spell <laughs> <laughs> okay so i mean great segue like that's the kind of people that i'm talking about um and, and yeah it's you know i am ignorant about a lot of this stuff but i feel like i get the general idea from like the side guys of american culture of what a modern like witch does or practices or whatever and like yeah awaken would be a good example um, well of that. I, I think you with Wiccans, it's I a think. little bit different because i think technically they're closer to a religion and so I, and like, I've known Wiccans before and I don't think they should be classified as witches. But when we talk about like, oh, like this crystal can heal you and stuff like that. Like I've definitely seen like modern spells online, right? Like, you know, like this will bring you good luck or whatever. Use this crystal and use this herb and stuff like that where it's like, okay, that's definitely witchcraft. <laughs> and it's, I don't, I guess I kind of have the same feeling about mm -hmm. that as I do with any type of, and please forgive me for saying this, but trend. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, like, if that makes you feel like you are going to have good luck, if eating, like, a gluten-free biscuit is going to make you feel like you're healthier, like, I'm not going to tell you it's not, you know? Like, it's it's closer to a placebo, in my opinion, but that doesn't mean that the things we think don't manifest. Like, I think that they do. It's just, it's not magic. <laughs> I mean... I think it's more like the, the attitude that you put out into the world is going to hmm. come back at you in the same way. You I, know, like, if you pull up into the Taco Bell drive-thru with a snooty-ass face and they don't tell you to have a nice night, because they probably know okay, you so, already are. So you are. don't <laughs> like, believe that these, like, self-proclaimed witches who have, like, jet black hair and, like, a bedroom full of candles and they feel themselves on YouTube doing, like, a love spell are real. Because I don't, so... <laughs> I don't think they're real. I think that they're just living their truth, you know? They're doing the best they can. Okay, wait a second, though. Now, here's the thing. Um, those are one kind, but I remember watching a video not too long ago about this. Um, it was this Mexican dude who found... Um, oh, my God, what was it? I'm probably going to, like, butcher this story, but um, uh, it, it was this Mexican man who 
like someone had laid a spell on him and the way he found out was like i think he for oh he um his mom's grave had been like um vandalized and he went like he i guess he was like notified of this so he went to check it out and um don't quote me on this whole story but i do remember vaguely like basically he went to check it out and there was like some kind of doll or some kind of like hair and shit and stuff in there like a wrapping some kind of wrapping like some witch wrapping uh it was like made of hair and like a voodoo doll and some other shit and um he was like what the fuck is this and then like there was a note in the back of it that said that he was cursed with something um but then like the story got more gruesome because he like um unrolled the wrapping and there was more stuff inside it i think like teeth or like <laughs> flesh um that was like gnarly shit and i'm like okay so like candle girl on youtube like i'm good girl but um this shit like maybe this is right real. like black like, magic um yeah like, i'm talking i guess like, i mean i've heard yes. this from other people is like what is your intention when you're casting a spell because that could mean everything like if your intention is to do harm I feel like that might be more powerful than just like, mm-hmm. I really think like Ben is like super hot. He sits behind me. Maybe this rose petal will like make him fall in love with me. <laughs> hey, what's up? You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think this was a bad spell for sure. I just don't remember what it was about, right. but it was something about like yeah, condemning I mean, him to something. I think intentions, you know, like I, and especially if you're like messing with flesh and like, I don't know, hex bags, like, that's pretty intense. I'm not going to say it's real, but that's, you know, you're trying to make it real. Like, you you have every intention to curse that person. Well, I mean, but, but Shannon, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Because you're saying, like, you know, intention is everything. But in the end, like, if we're just being technical, like, intention is just intention that's that and it doesn't materialize i know like about the law of attraction and whatever you put out into the world is what come back to you right. but that is not really a quantifiable thing it's not really measurable it's hard to like observe yeah. i mean not that any anything paranormal we're gonna talk about is gonna be very quantifiable or observable yeah. um i think but... i think well okay here's what i think if this guy uh-huh. found this thing right this nasty hex bag, you know, and he felt like really like someone had cursed him. I think he would look for things in his life and be like, that must be the curse. Or like if something bad happened, he'd be like, oh my God, it's this hex bag, you know, okay. like that's kind of what I'm trying to say in terms okay, of Okay, so you really think it's a placebo thing? Um, I I don't know. I guess, it, do you have an ending to that story? Did anything happen? Um, no, no. I think I just recorded it. was like he uploaded the videos to Facebook. He was like unwrapping the thing and freaking out. And he was like, yeah, he uploaded it to Facebook for people to see. Now, here's what I think, though. Um, okay, so I was asking your opinion because I wanted you to go first and I wanted to hear it. So, um, like, those girls that I talked to you about are those, like, you know, YouTube witches. Like, that's one thing and I think it's cute, whatever. But um, the kind of thing that, he, that this man encountered, I don't know. I think that stuff is real. Like... I think there was either blood or hair or flesh, something. There was definitely teeth, but there was something else that was also, like, human. And that was, like, super fucked up. And it was rolling this, like, like some kind of, like, fabric wrapping. And there was also, like, a voodoo doll in there somewhere with, like, needles on it, of course. Um, I think that at least some part of it is real. Like, if it's not, like, some kind of weird incantation where you need flesh, then at least the voodoo part was real. Mm-hmm. Something about that wrapping, like, must have been real I, I mean not must have been but it just to me i believe okay. it that's some dark fucking shit um 
like when you mess with I don't know like human flesh or human remnants like like you know bloody hair or whatever like first like where did that person who made that wrapping like take that from that's spooky to think about and like what does it mean um but two even if we don't know that like um the fact that you are you know you were talking about intent um the fact that you are placing this like heavy intent and like really believing like the fact that you're placing this heavy intent on this wrapping this like demonic fucking thing that you're making and then you're putting like human shit into it i feel like that does something like that crosses a boundary that steps over a line i don't know how to explain it but i so for you like your your measure of belief is if it's if it contains that level of horror where it's yeah. just it's just wrong basically yeah just because okay. again we don't know where she got it from maybe it was just like an indian wig but um <laughs> Assuming that it's not, and it was someone's something, like it was someone's teeth, it was someone's hair, it was someone's skin. That that is a that is a different level of horror. Like someone, you know, I mean, I'm just gonna super speculate here, but someone killed someone and like skinned them or took their teeth out or some twisted shit, and then put that in there and that's and then like wrapped it and then said their fucking spell and like fucking like dipped it in vinegar or blood or some weird shit and like drew a circle of salt around it like <laughs> um that's like a lot and i feel like if there are any dark forces in the underworld one if there is an underworld and two if there are dark forces within it i feel like that is the kind of level of thing that you have to do in order to make them rise and like come to you like place their blessing on this wrapping this incantation and like make it actually a tangible evil dangerous thing to give to someone um i don't know man like i feel like if there is such a thing as like all these demons and all this shit and they can be invoked that is the kind of thing that you do and it works i guess my only question is there are so many different ways you know that you can curse someone or cast a spell and there's so many different cultures that have like some interpretation of spells you know like voodoo hoodoo um I don't know. Like, I guess, is there a right one? Is there one that works? Or how are we to decide which one is actually going to work if it, if it is real, you know? I mean, like, if I had to guess, I'd say, like, if it involves some kind of human part of something, like, um, but, but honestly, it could just be, remember when we, I remember we touched on this topic a while ago. Um, it was... When we were, actually we were talking about exorcisms um you and i just like in a personal space and i remember saying like could it be that like demons in the like in the christian scope aren't like demons everywhere like the demons could it be that like they're just evil entities in the universe and that each um religion or each you know like like different parts of the world you see it differently uh but in the end it invokes the same evil spirit and i think that that um idea has like the fact that um the fact that exorcisms for example happen all over the world and the fact that um all over the world people have claimed to have seen demons and stuff like that i think that that lends credence to the idea that uh even though 
you know these entities these evil things like from the underworld or whatever might have different different names um in different places that they're all still the same thing so let me tell you that into what you asked me i think that these incantations like you can make them like a hundred different ways because there are different ways depending on where you live in the world but in the end like as long as they contain something you know pretty gory or terrible or whatever like something that steps over a line they're all gonna work in the end they're all gonna have the same result they're all gonna invoke the same kind of evil entity to do like a deed for you okay yeah I, i do remember talking about that and i do think that's a really good point um especially because like Every culture, I know you said, has, you know, evil, good and evil, and so maybe they are just using the same name for, or a different name for the same things. Um, right. I found inter- I found it interesting, I think it was Annalise, when we were doing our research, that sometime after the trial, they were talking about how she believed or they believed that she was possessed by several different demons and many of them were from the christian bible and then one of them was hitler and so yeah it was like and they were talking like i don't know like i guess hitler could possess you and so that kind of like ties back into like evil can take many forms like maybe when we die like if we were evil enough we could be a demon or i don't know yeah i mean yeah i mean could yeah honestly honestly um but yeah that that was that was interesting um okay well we've covered a lot of shit (laughs) we've covered some shit (laughs) Um, um any closing thoughts any closing any closing thoughts on don't want to make it specific. Any closing thoughts? I think it's really gross that she drank um, her own pee. <laughs> I was going to say on the existence of demons because you've been ambiguous about um, incantations and like like witch spells and also I, I don't want to say ambiguous but also like open quote unquote open. So open to witches open to um, the spells um kind of open to exorcisms so does that mean that you're just open to the idea that demons are real or do you oh i'm just waiting for someone to prove it you know like i'm fine with if it is you know just 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 show me you know like let's go on that ride together i guess i asked that because it could be that demons are real and they just don't possess people so we're looking in the wrong places to prove their existence um it could just be that it could be that people who like claim to be possessed are all just mentally ill or crazy or faking it or whatever um and that the demons do exist but they actually manifest in different ways like i don't know like when what is it like a statue of the virgin mary cries or something (laughs) like i don't know um i don't know i don't know okay so i think boy i think I think they're real. Like I, and that's scary to say because it's like, well, what are the implications of that for my personal life? But I think that like the Annalise Michelle case that we looked at first was eye opening and sad. But I think that the other ones, because there were other ones and a lot of them we didn't discuss, but basically all of them had some, something about them that made them 
believable the way that the Annalise Michelle case didn't have that. Um, I looked at some before we started recording. Um, I think that those are harder to say, oh, this person was just, you know, mentally ill or whatever. And so I think that some of those are real. Ergo, like demons must be real or at least something. If you don't want to call it demon, yeah. like some kind of evil entity, just evil itself. You know what I mean? Like whatever that thing is, like that thing ought to be real because I think some of these cases are legit. And I think they're legit because even though there's no like video of it, there are some audio recordings. There's a lot of testimonials and I just don't think everyone is crazy or lying. These people who, you know, like give these testimonials. I just find that hard to believe. I don't know. I guess I believe in the good of people. Um, <laughs> so that's what I. Think. So much faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I can see why. I can see why you believe. I just I'm, I just keep coming back to this point of logic where it's like, well, if they're real, why why do they do what they do? Why how are they choosing these people? Why haven't they come for my ass yet? And how many are there like i need i need to feel like they're actually tangible in my mind in order to believe in it if that makes sense that's fair this should be called the like skeptic believer podcast (laughs) 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 how about the x-files oh wait (laughs) (laughs) that domain is okay (laughs) Uh, shannon thank you so much thank you andre I'm gonna edit the shit out of the number. <laughs> um, okay, well, I am Andre, and this is... Oh, I thought we were gonna say the title. Sorry, <laughs> try that again. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. <laughs> um, my, name, my name is Andre, and my lovely co-host is... Um, Shannon. Yes, that's correct. And uh, this is um, scary talk. Name under review, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Give us suggestions. One person listening. <laughs> um, lonely kid in Minnesota who's like eating ramen while listening to to these two strangers talk. Please give us a suggestion. Um, okay. Well, uh, listen, y'all. Um, I guess there's gonna be another episode soon, probably next week, because we're trying to make this consistent. But uh, stay safe. Not, Do not let the demons stay in. <laughs> see you when I see Don't you. Don't light black candles. Um, yeah, lock your doors, lock your windows, and um, until next time.